The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. Invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, The Power of Water. Do you realize that on the planet Earth, Earth has the water? And as we've learned through the Millions and billions now, water has been around the earth for three billion years, the water vapor. And as earth began to develop life through water, it's all water, it would not have developed life. And the common sense to that for all of us, and that's why this show is so important. Many of us around the world are starting a a, a movement of people have doing it from different backgrounds, different directions, different countries, different ideas. Mine has been from for many years now in research, freshwater studies. And what have we missed in our lives and all of our technology and all of our medical research and scientific research about the importance of fresh water for life every day? It's been overlooked. And people can say, well, I know how important it is. It's vital. We wouldn't live, but are we practicing it? Is research really studying it? And as you all know, I am the founder of Biologic Aqua Research. And the development that we have learned, that the water vapor in the air is the first influence Earth had with fresh water, that water vapor. And that water vapor called in modern times the word humidity. Water vapor in the air is influencing us by far greater than just the water on the land. So as the water vapor came down and rained, and the rains came down and pounded down in each part of the earth at separate times of our lives, of life, it went into the middle of earth. We call them aquifers. Big, huge, enormous storages of water in the middle of earth but as that water would fill up in that storage of water in under the earth below the soils below the rock that came to the surface in different places different times of life earth the water the rivers the streams and the lowest point of the waters would drain to what we call the ocean the seawater it's a salty water but fresh water is what is the most dominant method, is the method of an organism. Water is an organism. All life on earth is an organism of life made up of water and vapor molecules. We had a Nobel Prize winner on our show one time from Switzerland, and I'll never forget how he just kind of chuckled and said, isn't it interesting that common sense has been overlooked? The molecule has water in it. 
our bodies are made up of 50 trillion cells with molecules. Our life outside the body of your skin is like the surface of the earth's soil. The vitalness of how important it is for your life individually to be able to live with that air. But that's the water vapor that keeps us moisturized, flexible, detoxified. It's the dominant force. It's, it's the power of it all, of the water. The water on the surface of the land is very, very important. It also, that fresh water, has an enormous influence on what is happening with the weather and the cloud system and all the life on Earth, all the way we live in this universe with other planets, with the moon, the stars, even the rainbow. So stop and think how important this show is for us to learn and, and, and have a movement that without the water, there is no life, and without water, the diseases will be out of control. Medication will have to keep changing, changing, changing. Breakthroughs will keep changing because we are living in a movement on Earth with the universe of this solar system that will change every moment. So it is exciting. You get out of bed every moment of the day, and when you get out of bed that moment, you're beginning a new day. It is fun. It is exciting. But you are the person. You're like a walking orbit of your own. But remember, water, fresh water, is a primary source of your life and your health. And your stresses, of course you're going to be under stress. If you're dehydrated, you don't have enough water in your body. You're going to be stressed if there's not enough moisture in the air you're living. So you can imagine what happened with modern times, with new environmental movements, with forced air heating and cooling inside of insulated windows and walls, with living with all the chemistry of the paints, fabrics, your clothing, and all. And let's say your diet isn't quite right, you're going to dehydrate even faster. You walk outside and we have a movement in the air, in the water vapor that's being polluted. And it's not just man-made. It's part of the cycle of our planet Earth, too. So think about it as we discuss this on our show each week. We're starting our soon, we're almost going to be, we're in the end of our sixth year. And we feel that this movement going worldwide with Voice America, and it's on Apple iTunes, it's on the business channel now they have, and our healthy channel, where we've expanded into more syndication with Voice America. So listen, and if you find a moment to go to Apple iTunes for convenience or however you do it, get yourself educated, because each person educated will also expand to other people relationships and discussions about fresh water and what we can do to save it. As I said, we have enough. We just have to manage it better, and that becomes each one of us. And remember, they didn't like the dams. Well, there's a reservoir there to help retain some fresh water. Missouri just had some horrible storms. Record rains came down oh, just within hours. What happened to that water? Yes, some of it absorbed to the, um, into the aquifers, but if they had a storage facility to be able to save some of that, and, and why let it all go to the ocean and then around our world, around the earth? They weren't thinking in the Middle East. They were not thinking in the desert countries. They were not thinking about it won't always be there if we don't manage it. Managing the water means 
collecting it and, and learning how to, to save some of it so it doesn't all go into the aquifers or all run to the ocean and become a salt water, what makes it much more expensive. Water is priceless because you're 50 trillion cells. And you must drink eight to ten glasses of fresh water, no added ingredients, a day to be healthy and detoxify. So listen well, and we will help each other. Today we have an exciting guest. I'm really looking forward to this. Her name is Elisa Hauser. She's executive director, MBA in a nonprofit management. She's not an MBA in nonprofit management. And the topic is the Pollution Project Seeding project, not pollution, the pollination project, seeding projects that seed the world. We'll see what she's thinking and her group. I've read about them. They are exciting. They're one of many groups that are out there helping to make our world a better place and help educate us. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. Did you know at the surface of your eyes? That when you're born in that delivery room and you're no longer around with water around you and that light lid opens, that the surface of your eye is 98% water. What is the supplementation to the eyes for vision health and so you won't have vision impairment and slow it down? It's the water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist is a tissue culture grade of water with just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor and we'll be back with Alicia. Listen. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Alicia, are you with us? Yeah, I am. Well, good thank morning. You, thank you for joining us, and good morning to you. And uh, I, again, I ex- explain to our audience, um, you're the executive director and have an MBA in nonprofit management. And your project is the pollination and seeding projects that seed the world. Tell us a little bit about you personally first, and then we'll get into what you and your group are doing. Great. Well, it's just a pleasure to be here, Sharon, and and thank you for what you do to really promote and be an advocate for water. I think that um, it's a... 
it gets to the heart of what we do, which is to really acknowledge and appreciate and fund people who care about something in the world. So um, I I just love hearing um, your passion for water, too. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I, um, I think you might have mentioned in your intro, I personally have been in the nonprofit world for many, many years, about two decades now almost. Um, and I've just been really passionate about working towards social change in the world and working on a variety of charitable endeavors. So um, the Pollination Project is a foundation. We give away $1,000 a day every day of the year to individual change makers, individual people with a dream and vision about changing the world in some way, um, and then just needing a little bit of seed money to make it happen. So mm-hmm. our tagline, Seeding Projects That Change the World, mm-hmm. um, is really uh, goes to the heart of that, um, wanting to pollinate and, and plant seeds of, of change. A lot of individuals. Of goodwill. Good goodwill. Okay. Um, tell us about who is the founder of this. Yeah, his name is Ari Nessel. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a Dallas-based um, real estate redeveloper, mm-hmm. and he approached me um, one day and said, I have this dream that I want to give away $1,000 a day every day for the rest of my life to an individual change maker. Can you help me do that? Mm-hmm. And I said, absolutely, I would love to do that. Isn't That's amazing. really exciting. So um, he's a yogi and an um, animal rights activist, vegan, Buddhist and really, mm-hmm. you know, financially successful real estate redeveloper who mm-hmm. uses green building principles and mm-hmm. um, is a really amazing human being. Sounds like it. Sounds like yeah. you are too. In fact, I've read about your group that are together in that. Um, and, and what is the name of your? Uh, what do they call your group? I'm sorry. The is there a name? What is the name of, of your of the project? Is it just the pollination? Oh, the, pol- the pollination project. Mm-hmm. Pollination project. That's what it's called. Yes, that's the name of the, of, of the nonprofit yeah. business you're in. Mhm. Okay. That's the okay. Name of the now I've got it. Okay. Okay. So when he decided that his success and he could go out and influence the world, that uh, there could be a dream of his that $1,000 a day would be um, contributed to an individual that you all believe is adding something of influence to help to wake the world a better place. That's exactly right. With nature, it sounds like, too. Um, That's a big part of it. We don't exclusively fund environment and nature, but um, that's, We've funded okay. quite a few projects. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then, okay then when you're coming here, and then your group. How did you bring your group together? How did you join him? Well, he just had this idea, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do it, and he knew me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really as simple as him and one other person mm-hmm. who had been talking about this vision, and then they just needed someone like me to implement it and ask okay. me. So it was really okay. simple at the beginning. Um, and then since then, we brought a bunch of more people together. Um, mm-hmm. We, you know, like starting any business, we sat down and created our own vision and how it was going to mm-hmm. all unfold. And then 
Um, we have one other staff person, but we also have quite a few volunteers who um, we have a grant-making advisory team who looks at all of our applications. We get about between 20 and 50 applications a week. So um, we have a team who reviews those. They have a very broad background in a variety of issues from environment to health to international development. Um, we, al- we also have a youth panel. Um, we have six youth from ages 20 to, or sorry, ages 12 to 21, mm-hmm. who any project that um, impacts or influences young people, they review it and oh, make recommendations. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, that to me, uh, I, I come from a background of I'm a lot older than you got, all of you. I'm in my 70s, and I find myself way back in time as a young person um, being active as a young person in school, I was very active. But then, as an adult, in my early twenties, I was twenty. I was president of the American Cancer Society, and I started the largest teens against cancer group in the United States here in this little tiny valley. And through the years, all the things I've done, um, and I look back at children, young. Um, they are the most. Getting a young person to join you, at as young as you can get them to join you makes it the, uh, a project so much more exciting. All their energy, all their vision, their open-mindedness, uh, their enthusiasm, they're not shy to go out and, uh, with a cause. So Absolutely. that is exciting that you're doing that. Now, tell us some of the, uh, of the projects, that, the name of them. What are they? I don't well, mean the name of the group, but just what, what, uh, when you say you do this health, what, what have you, what have you handed a thousand dollars to for health issues, and what have you handed a thousand dollars to for natural uh, uh, environmental issues? Tell us some of the uh, subjects. Sure, I would love to. Um, and since you mentioned young people and how um, optimistic and exciting they are to work with, we've. We've funded quite a few young people. Um, one of them who comes to mind is Harley Hellman. She's 12. Um, she lives outside of Cleveland, Ohio. When she was eight, she decided that she really wanted to um, help out animals in animal shelters. Mm-hmm. So she started collecting blankets and toys and things to bring to particularly dogs, but shelter animals. Mm -hmm. And then she since for four years, she's been doing this and collecting hundreds and hundreds of things to bring to shelter animals. So she's really a voice for animals looking for their home, you know, for Mm -hmm. their forever home. And she applied to us because this is, she's an amazing young person, 12 years old. I mean, Uh can you imagine? Um, And she's been in the local paper and she's, you know, Uh gotten a lot of good media attention. She's about, she's going to be in some national dog magazines. So if you have any listeners out there who, who read um, Bark and Fetch and Caesar's Way, she's about to get some be in those magazines to be on the lookout for Harley Hellman. Her Can you imagine the influence on that with other young people, but yet the influence of herself to never give up on her vision? Uh, what you're doing, you're also seeding um, these young people, let's say seeding people of all ages and backgrounds, to never give up on their vision is what you're seeding. It's call it Pay It Forward. Maybe we could call your organization a Pay It Forward group. 
Did you yeah. ever see the movie yeah. Pay It Forward? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking about you as we're talking about that pay it forward, uh, is feeding the world with vision. And it, there's no such thing as, uh, don't ever, ever turn to a person and say, oh, that's impossible. <laughs> right, right. Well, certainly when you do one a day, we started in January, so we've now funded almost about 200 projects total. So we have about 200 that we've done so far. And, um, and so all there, Let's go back to you, you, that. How old is your organization? Well, we, we just started funding I, I every just, day, January 1st. 2013. So okay, we, uh, see my yeah, program. Yeah, not even a year. Like oh. we aren't even a year old yet. Oh my goodness! So yes, we're you're... just getting started. Oh, oh, how exciting! I'm glad to have you on. Uh, okay, so you and now are all of you working at other jobs also? No, um, I well, depending, I do this as my job. I mean, okay. um, when you have the volume of grantees and applications that we do, you add, it really is quite a project. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, so it is. Staff, um, and it's, it's quite a bit to process and really read and give up to 50 people a week. They apply, and, you know, they all deserve to be really considered strongly to mm-hmm. get a grant from us. I mean, yes. these are people with dreams and visions of their own, so we take it really seriously and have many people review their applications. I can imagine. But, and now you know. that it's getting, it's new and it's getting out there, the message, and on the algorithm, you probably, uh, who who's in charge of your website and your algorithm attention to where people can find you? Um, well, I do a lot on the website, so mm-hmm. um, I do a lot of that, but we've, you know, we've been really blessed with some media attention, but mm-hmm. we also have um, organizational partners and ambassadors. So we have mm-hmm. a whole team of nonprofits and individuals um, all over the world who tell mm-hmm. their networks about us so that My people goodness. can apply. Now, when um, you say that that's around the world, so how did you go out and begin that? Um, let's call it seeding. How did you begin to that pathway of seeding? Uh, what kind of organizations are they? You mean a, that are helping you find the candidates to, that are looking for the thousand dollar grant? Well, we've we've funded people all over the world, so okay. um, and we don't usually fund organizations. We're less interested in funding established groups. Okay. Um, but we, I'm trying to think of an international one that's. Um, We've been funding a lot in Uganda lately for some reason. Okay, I think good. That is, Wonderful. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot in forests, um, mm-hmm. protecting great apes there. There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, the great apes living in the forests in Uganda mm-hmm. um, are in need of a lot of local education um, in order to protect their habitat as well as allow the... the you know, uh, Alicia, you just said something that is one of my... I know I'm, I'm very big into the word algorithm. I truly believe that we're, the word algorithm so far back in time began before the word was invention. Our Earth has a rhythm. And I've been studying the dehydration of Earth and the atmosphere. And that's why I decided to go after what is the influence of that 
water vapor? What is the influence of the air we're living in and that rhythm that we have with the rest of the universe called the solar system? Out there in the world, what, is, what you're doing to, for, that I believe is the greatest asset you're going to have and you've, uh, uh, you've, you've done it, you're beginning it in your pathway, is education. You cannot force another anything, any persons, any what, subject whatsoever, force a subject to go a direction, to hit the middle of the road algorithm to where there's a little bit of give, a little bit of take, and keep bouncing back to the middle, but the word education. So when you're going into those countries and you're educating how to go about what you can offer and what they could, how they could become a winning candidate by offering education. So is that your primary focus is uh, the word education with which that individual is doing to respond to the seed, to get, provide the seeding. And as, I'll keep going back, audience, to the word seeding something means you're growing it. And there's a pathway to it. There's a give back to it. There's pay it forward to it. So I'll use the word seeding a lot. But, Elisa, have you found that when you get into those countries and you've awarded them something of, uh, of uh, the, uh, the seeding, that they get excited and then they begin to, again, they're doubling that by them getting out and involved by, by getting some award like that? Well, I think that that's true anywhere. Um, all over, you know, it's, it's a worldwide global issue, no matter where you are doing, um, education and finding ways to get other people involved. It's right. a positive thing. So, right. um, but yeah, that education is certainly, um, a big theme for us. Absolutely. So let's say, for example, I'm sitting in some country of the world or wherever and, I see that you have this to offer. What are some of the clues uh, that a person, let's say they come in and they're beginning to uh, approach you and they're going to write up some the reason why they think they are a candidate for award. What are some of the, the things that you look for in that, uh, for the, from that individual? It's probably not so much, I, correct me, it's not so much the, or group, it's the individual, right, or individuals. It, yeah, that's exactly right. It's, there we go. We look okay. at the people and their plan. So exactly. it's not just about a plan and measuring the impact of it in a specific linear way. It's also about the person and how thoughtfully they're approaching the project. Um, it's it's a wide their commitment. Their commitment to the project. Okay, they can it's prove commitment. their commitment. Yeah. And frankly, internationally, when we find internationally. We also really look for who knows them, um, which one of right. our partner groups has a relationship with that person and has seen their work. Right. Um, so that's, that's some of it as well. But right. I would say our keyword at the core of everything is compassion. Compassion. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're really interested in seeding compassion in the world, in planting mm-hmm. more compassion, and that looks a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no one way to do compassion, but we're really interested in how people care about each other, about the mm-hmm. earth, about themselves, about mm-hmm. animals, and all living beings. So projects span every issue there is. We've, mm-hmm. you know, we look to fund 
Now, you keep bringing back up the animals. Uh, Is it more animals or is it a little bit of everything? It's a a little bit of everything, but but, um, our founder and our founding team definitely has a lot of um, history and experience in animal protection and animal Mm -hmm. rights. Mm -hmm. So we definitely have an interest in compassion towards animals because there's mm-hmm. so little of it out there, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way that humanity treats animals across the board um, mm-hmm. can be really tragic. And so it's kind of sometimes we'll say we really love projects where that are giving voice to the voiceless or giving voice mm-hmm. to people who people and beings mm-hmm. who we're not listening to. Well, you um, have got. I love you, you're giving a voice to water. Like I, well, you know, am I ever? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, Many if years. You don't do it, if Alicia, you don't do how it, would you guys have liked to have had a, you know, stop and think about it, audience? Uh, many years ago, I started this research center, and from a little tiny town in Little Oregon, and I found myself developing research developments and products with a handheld portable devices of water coming out with a supplement to mist at people toward their faces or their skin or whatever. And can you imagine inventing something nobody has really gone after? And then all of a sudden they're going, well, why can't you do something that everybody else has been doing too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, I found myself absolutely. I was going to tell you um, yesterday, you've gotten a kick out of our Father's Day. We were at our daughter's and uh, Katie's, and she had uh, she has a Mastiff. She has a... Uh, a, a blue uh, a blue pit bull. It's just gorgeous, Jade. And then we had my other daughter's little tiny, tiny, tiny little. Uh, uh, I forget what that one's called. And then we had our uh, our chocolate lab, who's two years old, who was given to my husband two years ago for Father's Day. And we had all these dogs in the pool, and or the the lab was in the pool, and they were all playing and having a wonderful time. Nobody was in anybody's way. <laughs> And, you know, you look back at people and how they are with their animals, uh, you're right. Um, and they're, you're wondering what they're thinking about human life, too, uh, and how they're treating themselves. If you can't be kind to your animal, how can you be kind to yourself? And if you're not going to be good to yourself, you're sure not going to be good and thoughtful to something else. But we need to take right. a break, and then we're going to come back, and you're going to tell us some things that are so important for the audience to think about that is education and then what more you guys, what you're doing and uh, what your, some of your pro- projects are coming that you'd like to start. We're going to listen to our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist with Just a Mist. Did you know that the surface of your eye is 98% water? It's not an eye drop. It's a water. And that's why my research many years ago was brought in to study the surface of the eye for vision, healthy vision, and vision impairment begins with dehydration. A dry eye means loss of water, not loss of chemicals, loss of water. So they wanted me to see if I could supplement that. I said I thought I could, and I did. Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a mist to supplement your eyes for dry eye. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with this exciting new pollination project called Seeding. We'll be back with Alicia. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world 
comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. We have a special guest today, Alicia Hauser, and she's executive director of a very exciting um, project called the Pollination Project. It's seeding projects around the world to be able to help them with their visions of making the world a better place. Alicia, you know, I look at the population every week before I do my show and don't always mention it like I should, but today our pollination, our, our, our population grew last week in the United States by 47,469 people. In the United States right now, we have living here 316 thousand pardon me million three hundred and sixteen million sixty nine thousand one hundred and five people in the rest of the world it grew worldwide population by one million five hundred and one thousand two hundred and forty two people living in the world today is seven billion ninety two million three hundred and eighty four thousand 752 people. We're living in a world that is growing, and we'll say some, a lot of things are happening where a lot of life is going to with tragedies. Um, and we, you're talking about what you're doing to provide people with passion, and they've proven they can have passion about a vision they have. And tell us some of those projects. Um, uh, you told us about a young girl in the United States, but what are some of the other uh, subject matters that you've been seeding? Well, you know, since you've been talking about education, um, one of the most exciting for me is um, some of our funding for specifically for education and for educators. Um, there is a school teacher in Florida who we funded not that long ago. Um, he was a retired engineer named Ed Hashi, and he really um, possibly, somewhat like you, went, wow, if kids don't have the tools they need to solve the problems of the future, we're all going to be a mess. Like, he felt it was his duty to go back and teach because he really wants to arm children with problem-solving tools, especially around environmental issues. And now, the you used the word, excuse me, you just said the word armed. He wanted to provide them the type of weapon that gives them the ability to have an education and use their mind, their mental capacities, to be able to go out and do something. Am I correct? 
with their education. Yes. There we go. Yeah, that they have the tools that they need. Exactly. Um, and he teaches fifth grade, a fifth grade in a public school in Florida, mm-hmm. and he applied for funding because he's building or he's built an alternative energy laboratory for his fifth graders. And they experiment with biofiltration and bioremediation. Mm-hmm. They, we basically, our funding paid for some hydrogen fuel cells so they could uh-huh. experiment with um, different ways of using energy. And Oh, I'd like he, to have that um, on. Lisa, can you make arrangements for to get that on? Wouldn't that be a great subject? Yeah, he's, right? he's a great guy. He's oh. um, He's such an inspiration yeah. because he retired. He didn't have to go into school teaching, but right. this is um, this is what he's here for. So mm-hmm. um, that was a really exciting project about education for the future, especially for for dealing with the environmental crisis that we're mm-hmm. facing. Mm-hmm. Um, we I know that health is of great interest to you. We um, recently funded a mobile wellness clinic in Hawaii. Um, and it's a um, it's a mobile clinic that goes to people who have trouble accessing or affording, especially alternative healthcare modalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and on top of it, they're providing um, seeds for being able to grow your own food. I think the grantee said that some un- I think she lives on the Big Island, and on the island she lives on, there's almost no food grown. Most food is flown in, mm-hmm. um, so people are, are not eating fresh local food. And she's kind of taken it upon herself to, through this mobile wellness clinic, really educate people on how to grow their own food in addition to providing them with alternative health care. So um, her project is called Mobile Wellness Clinic um, wow. on the Big Island in Hawaii. Um, there. I can I can go all day. We have like two hundred people, so I'm happy to keep. Well, let's do it. Let's do a few more. This has got to be fascinating. Let's do a couple more here before we go on to another. Sure. Topic. Sure. Um, another one is a wonderful woman. I'm based in California. I'm based in California. She's in Fullerton, California, which is an area known for its droughts. Um, doesn't have a lot of rain, and she. Um, has done, has built a demonstration garden of native and food plants that are ornamental that look beautiful, but you can eat them. And so her her favorite tagline, I just I love it when she says this, and she says it all the time. She said, "If I have to water it, I have to be able to eat it." Like she mm-hmm. used to be a regular ornamental gardener, um, mm-hmm. and they take up so much water, and they have no utility other than to look nice. And her mm-hmm. attitude is. You should grow. She calls them food mentals. Oh, I love. Oh, I just love this food mentals. Oh, Um, so she has this huge garden, and she trains other gardeners from all over the state and hopefully Uh all over the country on how to grow food mentals, um, Mm -hmm. so that the water that's being used to water those plants is being used to also feed people. Um, Sam looks beautiful at the same time. Her name's Valerie Lowe um, in Fullerton, California. Um, then we've, we also, another just really, well, I'll give you this other one. Um, there are two guys, there are young guys in, um, the Northeast of the U.S., um, and they are going to be traveling around the whole Northeast corridor interviewing permaculture experts and people using permaculture for their work so that they can 
create a documentary about best practices in permaculture and in particular making permaculture practices much more accessible to a wider range of people, not just, you know, these kind of alternative people. A lot of people don't know anything about permaculture and they really have made it their mission to tell these stories about how easy it can be to collect rainwater off your roof or... Oh, um, oh my. That yeah, is. so their, their names are... They're, they're project currently is called Soil Society, oh. and their names are Emmett and um, Emmett Brennan and Costa Butsakaris, and Where so they're they just at the beginning of their journey. They'll be traveling all summer oh. talking to permaculture experts. But now, where do they I'm live? Sure they're they're um, based on the East Coast. I think um, Costa's New York and Emmett is based in Vermont or Maine, um, but I'm sure that you know, if we stay in touch, I'm sure that when they have a trailer or a preview of their film, maybe it would be a perfect thing to get on your show, because I think... Um, well, I think all of you're really talking about should be on my show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, um, I get excited. I'm sitting behind a desk running a, a, a large situation here, a complex worldwide, but uh, these subject matters is my favorite I just get excited. I mean, audience, get excited. Uh, this is exciting. So uh, tell me another one. I don't want to quit for a couple of uh, – give me a little okay, a couple more. Sure, sure. Um, so this one is – I mean, I'm giving you a whole range because uh-huh. we are looking at a wide range of issue areas, right? right? So one that we just announced last week, this is actually one of my favorites, and I think it's – I think it probably has some kind of algorithm in it, and that's part of why I like it. It's called the Happiness Sprinkling Project, mm-hmm. and um, it's a woman named Laura Levine um, based in Washington. And she created this project where people hold up these signs that have very positive happiness-oriented messaging on them. And Teams of people get together and they do what's called a happiness sprinkling and they stand in a highly populated area on the side of the road or whatever and they hold up signs that say, it's going to be okay, you rock, you know, you're the best and all of these and they're very colorful and everybody wears yellow and they're just these joyous signs. They've done 20 happiness sprinklings all over the country already um, and they send the signs from place to place. They're very durable, waterproof signs. Um, So it connects everybody doing these happiness sprinklings. Uh One of the things I love about it is that um, that when this crew of people dressed in yellow is all happy, holding up these happy signs, Uh people who are passing by want to participate. Like, they want to hold a sign. And it changes their whole demeanor, their whole day, just to be holding up a sign with a message that says something happy on it. So it doesn't, it transforms the people who are doing it, but also everyone going by, like, it's it's kind of a fun community right. flash mob. Um, and you just don't know. It could it could really change someone's day. They're driving by. Well, and it, it does. And In fact, remember, uh, so far back, Alicia, there was a thing, and you're going to recognize it. Have a nice day. Have you ever had right. somebody say, have a nice day, and you can tell it's just like a robot saying it? And then you have a person who says, have a nice day. It sounds like they really mean it. 
And that is yeah. really, if you say something, that you have a tone of voice to be so courteous to that other person's life for them personally. It's your algorithm of tone. It's the way you say it that makes something special. For people to stop and take a moment and say, you know, oh, ha. Huh. You know what I mean? It's well, and imagine that, that times 30 people all dressed in yellow. Yeah. <laughs> being, you know, it's not, it's yeah. take the one person who says, have a nice day and means it, and multiply them by 30 all together in one place. Oh, my. So, yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. I'm following. Have a nice day. <laughs> yeah, no, there's that song, Tally a Yellow Robe and Around, you know, whatever with the song. But it, um, and, you know, um, it's, it, it, it is. In fact, that's what our life on the planet is. It, and it's like I was, you know, I've said to the world, and I'm very open about this, Alicia, that, uh, yes, I have put millions of my life into this, dollars and, and more and others, to do what I do and to, to go out and show the world. And you can imagine what people were saying about me when I first started. Oh, I wonder what she's going to try to do, you know, I mean, with that water, you know, I mean, at first, and yet I had so many people around the world and, and around the country and, and support it and get behind it. And because it, it, the water, every time I discuss the water and what's going on with your health and the issues of water on the planet, they believe me. And I started out in high-end cosmetics. I was selling one of our products was, is Nature's Mist. It's a skin for the skin. Now, when you stop and think about the, the Lauder Group and, and the L'Oreal and, and the Chanel's and all these companies sitting in these high-end cosmetics, and I would walk in, Alicia, <laughs> in my fancy clothes with my models talking water, water, water. <laughs> and people were wonderful and believed it. The news media just believed every word I had to say. I was being sincere. But you know why water and the skin, Alicia? Why is it so important for you to learn more about water and skin? The skin is 80 to 90% water. Sure. And what is taking more lives every day because of the water vapor of our atmosphere is changing? Your skin and melanoma. And you can get melanoma in the eye. So I was serious. And then they asked me if I'd study the human eye organ. And I said, wait a minute, I'm on my way to Paris. There's another water out there for the skin called Evian spray water for the skin. And it, it, but it's a mineral water. It's heavy. It leaves a residue on, sprayed on a mirror. So that isn't very suitable because it leaves a residue. So I said, no, no. Well, they said that blindness is going to be out of control by 1930. And I said, well, why? And they said, because the air is too dry and dry eye is out of control. It's the doctor's number one complaint of people going to an eye doctor for dry eye. And I said, well, hmm. So I studied it for them. I sent my results to them. And they said, oh, my gosh, you've got to do this. I said, oh, no, no, you do it. (laughs) They talked me into it. And then when I found out the two words dry eye mean, and they're very regulated, what does it mean, dry eye? Loss of water. Water loss. It's 98% water. So with my, what I've been doing, like your people and your commitments in seeding, I've been seeding the world. There's more to water than, the, and than what they've been telling us. 
by far for your everyday health and your everyday life. So I had to walk around the earth and, and gain respect that what had been here for three billion years of water and starting getting people to understand water. So what your people are doing and you're recognizing them uh, so they can do their what they need to do with their mission statements without worrying where the money comes every day. And Alicia, I will tell the audience this. You can come up with the greatest breakthroughs in science. You can come up with the greatest products in the world. You can come up with something that is magnificent. But we're living in a time money. It's the money. If, if you don't have any money, you can't do it. Can you? Yeah. Well, it's money and implement and, and of course, implementation. Um, we like to call the people we fund practical dreamers. Like, we yeah. want dreamers, but we want, we don't, just want dreamers. We want right. people who right. have a plan for something happening because otherwise, it's, you know, dreams are great. And but you've got to be able to have some, uh, but they've had to be doing something to make it look like it's got an opportunity with some, wisdom and right. good management planning. Right. And, you know, many of the people we fund, it's their first time ever getting money for something like this. Exactly. So it means exactly. something. It's not just the money. It's also, especially, I mean, you, you spoke so eloquently about these young kids. And can you imagine being 12 years old and having a dream and a vision and doing something good in the world? And then a foundation comes up and says, you know what? We believe in you, too. Exactly. You're really up to something. And yeah. it, it's, it's a game changer. I mean, that sets that kid up for a lifetime of being active in the world and knowing and believing in themselves that they can change the world. So right. what, you and know, that what person, and people. that person will never change things to you guys, uh, your uh, group. Uh, they'll never change. Now that you've recognized that, that will never change. You know, I think when you just talked there about Bill Gates, uh, Bill Gates is a young, young man had a vision of technology and invention, ta-ta. And nobody, uh, the stories have been said and people I know who know him say that nobody ever dreamt that he could go ahead, he would be able to do anything. And yet they supported a little bit, his family and some friends, supported his ideas. And then look what happened. He got support for his ideas, and then all of a sudden he came along, and once he became so successful, look what he's doing. He's, he's paying it back, paying it forward for people showing him that, that they believed in his vision, and then all of a sudden now he's going out and contributing to other people's visions. And that's what your project Pollination is doing. You're, you're providing visionaries to be able to help them out with their vision. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, I'd love to have every one of these people on my show. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> we'll get, we'll have Polly. You'll stay in touch with us. I mean, we'll we... have Polly Featherton get a hold of you and find out how to have some of these people on every one, whenever we can. But now sure. we're, we only have a little bit of time left. And I'm going to turn it over to you to let tell the world out there that uh, what your visions are, how they can get a hold of you, and some of the projects that you haven't talked about today. Sure. Well, the first thing is our website address is thepollinationproject.org. Um, there is another pollination project based in Canada that does wonderful work, and sometimes people get us confused. Um, they do... They're a beautiful retreat center. I think they do a lot of permaculture, too. But we are at thepollinationproject.org. Um, that's the first way to get a hold of us. We're on social media, so, you know, Facebook, Twitter, all of that. You can find us there. Our application, for those of your listeners who are 
um, creating cool projects having to deal with water um, for or health, um, by all means, look at our guidelines and see if you qualify and mm-hmm. consider filling out an application. We would love mm-hmm. to um, entertain applications from your from your audience, Sharon. Um, okay. And we're actually, because we have really developed this amazing platform for curating these great projects, soon we'll be finding a way to allow people to get involved and fund some of these projects because it's not every day that you can find this upstart. It's very hard for someone who gives away money um, to find projects like what we're getting and finding. Mm-hmm. So soon we'll have a way to be able to adopt projects and get involved in funding some of these or supporting some of the projects that we've already supported. Um, and so we'll be uh, rolling that out soon. And our vision for the future is the more projects we have, the more they also cross-pollinate. Um, and the more th- these grantees interact with each other and share strategies and, and connect and help each other in their work. Um, and we also one day would love to be funding more than one a day. Um, the demand is certainly there for visionary people with ideas on how to change the world and, and great ideas about what individuals and small groups can do. Um, so the more the more we can um, provide support to people like that, the better. So now, when, before I'm done, uh, and it's, I, I'm out of time, but. When you say a thousand dollars a day, when you're funding someone, do they get more than a thousand dollars? They get a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, they get a thousand dollars, and many of them have really leveraged what they've done into additional credibility. Okay. Um, you know, I'll, I'll end with one more um, really great project that actually I think your listeners would love. Um, there's a woman named Leah Lamb. Um, she w- used to be the environmental reporter at Current TV, and she got so sick of all the negative, depressing, fear, guilt, and shame-based messages about the environment that she decided to create her own micro-documentaries called My Planet, and she tells these beautiful stories about how nature can heal us. Um, and when she got the grant from us, she immediately took it and leveraged it to raise more money and get a feature article in a national magazine as well. Uh-huh. So it, the $1,000 probably uh-huh. didn't even, you know, mean as much as the grant itself. Um, so right. that, I think that, you know, we give the 1000 but we hope that people will really be able to use it to yeah. turn it into Oh, and it's $1,000 worth gold. It's gold. Well, I want to thank you. You tell everyone at your group at the Pollination Project, keep up the good work. You're all unbelievable. And, uh, you need to be, you need somebody to come and award you. (laughs) Well, well, thank you. I have really enjoyed being able to share this many stories of our grantees. It's really been an honor and a pleasure to be with you. Well, thank you. And you have a nice day and be well and God bless. You too. Thank you for being on. Bye. Isn't that something, what we just heard? You know, a lot of times through the years I'll say, wow, uh, this is amazing, uh, this show and the people uh, that we bring on. I want to thank Polly Featherton because she finds, gets our, uh, our guests on 
And I want to thank her and everybody who's ever been on because I personally have been rewarded with the excitement of what people are teaching me. And I truly believe that the word education is vital to our everyday life. You know, when you get out of bed every day, it's a new day. Don't be negative. Don't be whatever. Uh, Be right in the middle. You know, that word algorithm means it's give a little bit, get it back. It's give and take, and it's a rhythm. Do you remember way back when our forefathers and so far back, the tribes and the villages would get out and they'd beat the drum and they'd do a dance and they'd do these certain things in prayer and more? Just think about it. That's our earth. Our earth has something very special for us. Well, I want to thank you for listening today. Embrace your life. It's your life. It was handed to you with a special gift. But also remember your everyday life and the way you are polite to other people and courteous to other people and your tone of voice and you say, have a nice day. Let's hope you mean it. Earth whispers, never say goodbye. Leave something of yourself behind. I want to thank you for listening and be well. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.